Wonderful, wonderful. Can't wait to open up this uh, word to you this morning or, or tonight or whenever we're watching together right now around the language of faith. Uh, I like this idea and I've said it to a lot of people. I'm going to see you uh, online and of course I can't see you. It reminds me of uh, a blind surfer who we've had come into our church. His name's Derek Rebello, and I talked to him on the phone about him coming to preach for us and to do his testimony and then at the end he said, okay, well I can't wait to see you and I'm like... I'm not sure that you can see me. And he said it a few times. It was really off-putting. And uh, I know I can't see you right now, but it's just an expression. So it's great to see you. I can't wait to preach part two in this series we're calling The Language of Faith. And I know in this current season that we're in, uh, whether you're calling it isolation, whether you're calling it uh, lockdown or captivity, sometimes we've called it in our house, whatever you call it, in this current season, it's really important that we get a hold of the language of heaven because we want heaven to come into our lives, the language of faith. During the, the last few weeks, we've begun an online prayer meeting and uh, it's on Instagram live. And so if you've joined us, you'll realize what happens is, is at the top of the screen is myself and Danielle as, as we're praying. And then we get someone to join us and, and they pray along with us and people can be praying wherever we are. And we're, we're doing this every Thursday morning at 6.30. And uh, I remember the first time we thought, wouldn't it be great if we could get someone to sing a song with us and everyone could join in? And so we crossed live to Brendan and Kathy Clancy, and they were in the bottom half, and they were, they were playing. It was an awesome anointing. And then we went to Jai down there in Melbourne, and he led us in a song. And what I, what I thought, oh, this is awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead by example, and I'm going to sing along with the guys. I'm going to praise. And we were sounding so good. I mean, in our, our house, it sounded awesome. Okay, amazing. Uh, what I didn't realize until later when I got a few texts, and then we went back and watched it over, is between uh, us hearing, say, Jai or Kathy sing and singing along, there was the delay. So all of you who are in the prayer meeting, you could kind of hear two streams going along, uh, out of whack, out of note, and it was very off-putting. And when I listened to it, I, I sort of died with a little bit of, uh, bit of embarrassment, but then I thought it was kind of funny. So to all of those who've heard me singing out of, not out of note, not out of tune, I don't sing out of tune, but out of, out of synchronization, I, I promise I won't do it again, okay? But I won't, what I won't promise is that we won't praise, because praise is so important. And today, I want to speak about the language, of, the language of faith and praise, the atmosphere that attracts God. Praise is the atmosphere that attracts God. That's the name of my message. When I use the word praise, what I mean is uh, to speak well of, to lift someone up, to, to elevate them, to encourage you. If I was to praise you, I'd be encouraging you to exalt, to magnify or to make larger, to focus on. Praise is this whole concept of, of lifting and elevating and honoring God, but, but also others around our life. And praise is part of the natural vocabulary that you and I are created with as human beings. Uh, we're made in God's image, and the healthier our soul is, the more praise flows out of it. You, you've, if you've ever seen someone with a little baby child taking their first steps, the, the natural inclination from the parents or, or the grandparents, even five times more, is to go praise. Oh, look at you, little Johnny, great steps, beautiful. That's, that's praise. Uh, when your team, if you're a sports fan and one of your, your star players does something magic on the field, you're, that you're like, 
come on, you're awesome, let's go, Patrick Cripps, you're a legend, or whatever the case may be. You give them praise. Uh, when, you, when you're training a dog, or you've, and they, they retrieve the ball that you threw, or they, they, they did potty outside, whatever the case may be, you give them praise, because you, you're, it's just inside of you. I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said, praise is inner health made audible. Inner health made audible. When things are good on the inside of me, the natural flow out of me will be praise. Because it's in my nature as a person made in the image of God. And you have been made in the image of God. And praise is it's nat, it's natural to you. It's part of the wiring that we have. To, to praise is God's nature. It's, it's, it's not just the atmosphere of heaven. It's God's nature. God's the greatest misrepresentation that's gone down throughout all of history and through the ages is that God is, is one who's critical, that he's harsh, that he's down on you, that he wants you to be guilty, that he's angry with you, that he's, he's fierce towards you. That's, that, that representation of God is a terrible representation of God. God is not like that. He is a God who wants to praise you to lift you up. He wants to honor you. His ultimate desire is to bless you. He wants the best for you. He, in God's nature, he, he wants you to do well, to succeed, and to live a fantastic life and to spend eternity with Him. That's God's nature. Now, you, you, you might find yourself there today going, I didn't realize that what, that's what God's like. I've, through religion or church or media or whatever, a different picture of God has been, has been painted. But I want to tell you today that God smiles, that He's for you, that He's filled with love. The Bible talks about that we would know how wide and deep and how long and high His love is. His love is amazing. And God doesn't want to come and control you and restrict you. He actually wants to pull us out of the things that entangle us, sin that, that weighs us down, that distorts and corrupts our life. God wants to pull us out of that in His love. And so maybe today you're watching and for some reason a friend's invited you. You're watching with a family member or you've been tuning in for a little while. It might be your first time. And you're finding today, this is not what I thought church was like. I'm looking for, I'm looking for someone to be sort of frowning at me, tell, telling me how mad God is with me. I want to tell you the absolute opposite. He loves you. And he wants the best for you. And I'm going to lead a prayer a little bit later on at the end of this message. And if you are not in connection with God right now, if you're not in relationship with him, he wants to be in relationship with you. And I'd love to lead you in that prayer. So let's, let's talk a little bit about praise. Praise, it's not just the first one or two fast songs that we sing at the beginning of church when the drums are going real hard and loud and then we move into the softer stuff that, that's worship. Praise is, it's not just that. Praise is an atmosphere. Praise is a language we speak. Praise is never silent. It's not possible to have silent praise. We can meditate on the goodness of God, but that's not praise, that's meditation. Praise must be spoken. Praise must be shouted or it must be sung. The Bible talks about the fruit of our lips is praise. Psalm 150 verse 6 says this, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The last of the Psalms, which are all Psalms of praise. Let every, it doesn't say that everyone who's a good singer praise the Lord. 
It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That's good news for somebody out there. You know who it is that, with me as well. You don't have to be a great singer. In fact, I, I have this kind of idea or thought that in heaven there's a giant. And if you've heard me preach before, you would have heard this. But I'm going to say it again. In heaven there's a giant auto-tuner. And you, you might be the worst singer since Johnny Cash. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You might be, a, you, 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 but when you sing, it goes, the angels hold this auto-tuner and it comes up to God's throne and you sound magnificent when you sing praise in heaven. Mightn't sound so good with the people around you, but it sounds good. This is praise. And, and so one of the challenges, and it, honestly, this is as your pastor, this would be one of my concerns or fears of what might happen while we're in this uh, season of isolation and unable to gather together i'd hate to think that you've lost the sound of praise on your lips i'd hate to think that when when we come to church we just put some music on in the background and or, or we watch the singers sing and we stop singing and I, I i get it you might be watching on your own or three or four of you and it's a bit hard to be fully engaged in praise and worship in your lounge room but but if we don't fully engage, something inside of us will die if the sound of praise dies. So I want us to be praises. Now, now maybe just because I, I like, you know, and if we were in church, I'd be like, come on, let me hear an amen. Let me hear you say something. And I can't do that. And that's, that's the worst thing about preaching without everyone in the room. I, I can't gauge what, what's happening. But, but, you know, we've got this little thing called... Uh, called comments that you can make so if you're watching right now maybe you haven't done this yet but i want you to go in and make a comment you've got to choose, you put your name in there if you're watching on the website or on facebook why don't you just write praise right now just as an act to say i'm getting out of being a, a, a silent observer and i'm getting into being a praiser just write praise i'm going to give you a few moments you might want to say praise jesus you might want to say praise him but you're just you're writing something as a as a, a an act of of the, the sound of praise. As you write it, say it. Praise Him. Find our voice again. This is such an important thing for you and I. Okay, now I can't see it, but by faith, I'm believing that you're writing those things right now. And some of you are like, oh, now they know I've been watching online. That's good. It's okay. If it's your first time, put your name in and comment. We're good and we're away. Now, I want to I bounce out of this scripture this morning in Psalm chapter 22. Psalm is the 150 chapters written, filled with praises to God. They, they, they were the hymns of the early church, and they should be the hymns and songs of you and I. And in Psalm chapter 22, verse 3, it says this, But you, Lord, are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Another, another version says you inhabit the praises of Israel. That, that word enthroned or inhabit, it literally means for, for, to sit down, to remain somewhere, to settle in a place, to marry. That's what it means to be enthroned. So, so Danielle and I have been enthroned for 25 years, you would say. Uh, she's been my queen for 25 years. I've been her king. Isn't that sweet? Uh, for, for 25 years, we've, that's, that's the sense of that word. And so here's, here's the deal. The Bible tells us that God is holy and he settles in the praises. He's married to the praises. He, he finds a place of habitation in the praises of, of his people. So this is what I want us to understand here today. This is, this is powerful. This is some fresh revelation for me. Praise is the atmosphere of heaven. It's the sound of heaven. It's, if you were to, to suddenly 
get, just walk into heaven right now, you would find that it's not a silent place. The Bible said that there was silence in heaven for a very short little moment. The rest of the time, heaven's a noisy place. Heaven's, there's, there's a sound. In fact, when the apostle John had a revelation and, and he was taken into heaven, he writes the book of Revelation, this vision of heaven. In chapter 5, he says this, verse 11, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000. That's a lot of zeros, 10,000 times 10,000. And they encircled the throne, where God was sitting, where he was seated, where he was enthroned, and the living creatures and the elders, in a loud voice, they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. They're talking about Jesus who was there. Worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne, to Jesus the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Praise is the sound of heaven. It's the atmosphere of heaven. It's, it's the oxygen of heaven is praise. It's the sound of heaven. This is, where, this is God's natural habitation. It's where he dwells. So I want us to think about that then. If, if that's the atmosphere that God's used to, it's a little bit like if I take a fish out of water, it's not going to survive. It's got to get back into that water because water is its natural habitation. If I go to North Queensland, I'm going to find heaps and heaps of mango trees because the heat and the tropical weather the atmosphere is where mango trees grow if i took a mango tree and i planted it in victoria which i know for our melbourne guys it's getting starting to get cold the leaves are starting to turn color we're in the season of autumn right now and it's getting colder and some of you love the cold and some of the guys who moved from the Sunshine Coast have got no idea what they're in for just yet, but you're going to love it, I know, beanies and scarves and warm clothes, okay? But if I took a mango tree to Victoria, that it wouldn't be the atmosphere. It wouldn't survive in that atmosphere. I've visited a zoo before, and in a zoo, I've been, and one of the cool things I've, I've been to see is a polar bear. And a polar bear, what they do, because a polar bear obviously comes from an icy atmosphere and a cold atmosphere, and so they put them in big, these big uh, in, uh, enclosed, refrigerated rooms with icy cold water and, and big, big ice things for them to jump on, and you can go and look through the glass at these polar bears, and it can be 35 degrees outside, but in their refrigerated box, it's their natural habitat. That's where they like to dwell. If I was to open the door and say, hey, Mr. Polar Bear, come on out, come on out. And if he came out and he'd feel the heat, automatically, intuitively, that polar bear would go back into the cold air because it was its natural habitation. And I want to tell you today that Psalm 22 verse 3 tells us that God's natural habitation is an atmosphere of praise. It's where God dwells. If he walks into an atmosphere where there's complaining and whinging and, and negativity, then God's like, oh, oh, just like that polar bear walking out in the heat. He's like, oh, that's not the atmosphere that I hang out in. Now, of course, God can get into any atmosphere and he can, he can move and move on people's hearts in any situation, but his natural dwelling place is, the, is to be enthroned on your praises and my praises, on our praises together. So once we understand that, of course we want God's presence to be with us wherever we are. 
We want his presence to be in our homes. We want his presence to be in our workplace. We want his presence to be in our cars. But particularly in this season, we want his presence to be in our homes. I want to tell you three things that happens when God shows up in your life as a result of praise. This is is beautiful because praise is not necessarily something that you uh, do as a response of what God has just done. Praise is a decision that you make. Praise is not the thermometer that says, oh, well, things are good or no, they're hot or they're cold. A pra- praise is where we're, instead of it being thermometers, where it's the thermostat, like, no, let's turn up the atmosphere. Let's make this home a place where God wants to be because we've got praise going on. Praise is not just having worship music in the background. I love having worship music in the background, but the point of it is to get praise on my lips and to get praise on your lips in an audible way, and that's where God comes to dwell. That's his habitation. So let's look at this. Three things that happen when God shows up. Because I, 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 I want you to watch. I want you to watch as you change the spiritual climate in your home, in your room, in your, wherever you are. I want you to watch God show up and the atmosphere change because God showed up. Okay, the first thing that happens, we find in Psalm 63, verse 3 to 5, says this. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I'm going to do it for eternity, but I've got to do it while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Okay, get this. There's there's like a physical part of praise. It's it's where my body just wants to sloth around and be lazy. But I've got to go, no, I'm going to give him praise. And so the Bible talks about lifting our hands in praise as an outward sign of an internal decision to give glory to God and to elevate him. It goes on and says, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Now, I love this. My soul. Your soul is your inner world. You and I are three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Your body is your physical body. That's a no-brainer. We all get that. Uh, your spirit is, ha- is what we connect to God with. Your spirit is who you are. Until, uh, until Christ died for our sin, our spirit was dead in our sin, the Bible said, and therefore unable to connect with God. But when Jesus paid the price on us, he he paid the price at the cross for us so that we could be born again spiritually and we could begin to connect with God. So that's your spirit. It's you we worship with and praise with our spirit. But your soul is your inner world. It's your it's your emotional world. It's your thought world. And this is what the Bible says, my soul will be satisfied when I praise. My soul, as with marrow and fatness. Oh, this speaks my language. Uh, Psalm 63, verse 5 says, you, you satisfy me more than with the richest feast. All right, now, some of you may be vegans and you won't relate to this next part of what, the way I'm going to describe this. But just bear with me for a few moments, okay? Uh, in our home... Every Monday night, uh, we have what we call family night. Now, we've been having a lot more family nights lately because we're together a lot more. But we've established this life-giving ritual that every Monday night, that whether our kids lived at home or they were living around, they'd come home on Monday night and we called it family night. We've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, Danielle has created one of the great things that she does in our home is she creates rituals that are life-giving. And so this Monday night, family night, she'll normally uh, 
prepare a beautiful meal. It's dessert night in our house, so she, she loves to bake and she'll make something spectacular, uh, something that we all look forward to. We normally sit around, not just for 20 minutes or half an hour for a meal, but for an hour and a half or two hours. And, and it's just something that I look forward to every week. And in the middle of this life-giving ritual or this life-giving night, we'll talk together about what was our highlight of the last week, uh, what was the low light? We found out some fascinating things about uh, what's happened in our kids' life that we didn't know, except that we had them talk about their low light. And recently, we've introduced the shocker of the week, which tends to be my category. In fact, everybody tends to remember what I did over the week rather than what they did as they reflect on Dad's shocker of the week. Anyway, that's my gift to the family. That's how it works. So this is, this is family night. And one of the favorite things that Danielle cooks for us is a roast. And this Monday night, just gone by, she made a pork roast. And if you've ever, if you've ever liked a pork roast or if you've ever tasted a pork roast, because we know on the eighth day, God created bacon and he said it was good. Okay, everything tastes better with bacon. Well, a, a pork roast, it's, the, the meat's good, but it's all about the crackling. That's 100% what a pork roast is all about. So we have a fight over who's going to carve it. Because you know if you get to carve it, you get to have all the extra bits of crackling. And then when we get it to the table, we've, we've actually got to the place where we've had to divvy it up. We've had to share it out so nobody goes first and takes all the pork crackling. Because the pork crackling is magnificent. It's the fatness. So when I read this scripture, when I praise you, your presence comes. My soul will be satisfied as with marrow and Pork crackling, that's what it is. This is what God's presence is like. As pork crackling is to your physical body, whatever, insert, whatever you love food-wise, insert that. But this is what the Bible is telling us. When we create the atmosphere or the, the uh, temperature of praise, God comes and dwells and His presence comes and fills us and satisfies our soul in a magnificent way, in a way that nothing else will satisfy your soul. God's presence comes, but we create an atmosphere. Psalm 84 says this. I read this this morning, and it's my prayer for our church in this season. It says, uh, Psalm 84 verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on a pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, the valley of Baca is a desert. Uh, it's called the valley of weeping. As they pass through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. Instead of deserts, springs blow up. The autumn rains cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. They're talking about the pilgrimage to the Feast of Tabernacles they would have every year. And they'd go through this valley of weeping. And my prayer for you and for, for our church family right across this country in two cities and, and those of you who are part of our church through watching online, my prayer for you is in this difficult season, this valley of weeping for many because of the, all the different pressures we're facing, that God would make it a place of spring, that springs would flow up in your heart because you've made a choice to be a praiser. You've made a choice to change the atmosphere of your home. You've made a choice to change the words of your lips to words of praise and that God would come and fill you. And until we appear together in the church, until we gather, uh, it's gonna, I can't wait, the, the, pray, the worship is going to be so magnificent. The hugs, I don't, it'll probably take us half an hour to even start church, just seeing all each other once again. But until we get to then, I'm believing that God's going to send autumn rains to your soul. He's going to send a rich feast 
into your soul and you'll discover aspects of God because you have to find him on your own in a way that you wouldn't if you were just relying on church. Let it be passed through that valley. The second thing I want to say, I'm going to bring these, uh, these through fairly quickly. When, when we praise God and his atmosphere comes, there comes a refreshing. The second thing is when we praise God, he shakes things up. I love it. When God gets in the room, he shakes things up. He, he, God's big. He doesn't tiptoe around. He, he messes things up. So when Joshua and the, the children of Israel go around the city of Jericho, he says to them, shout. Because God has given you the city. And when they shout, that's praise. God comes and inhabits the praise. As God comes inhabiting the praise, what happens in that moment? An earth, whatever, it's an earthquake, but the walls get knocked over. When Paul and Silas have been beaten and are in prison in Philippi, and they make a choice to praise God, the Bible says as they praise God, an earthquake came and the, and the, whole, um, the whole jail was broken, uh, like destroyed and walls came down and gates uh, came banging open, the chains broke off them. I want to tell you, when you praise, and I believe this particularly for business people in C3 Powerhouse right now, as you praise, God's going to shake some things up. I believe that in this next season, things are going to happen as you make the choice to praise. God's going to do things that you've been trying to do yourself for ages, and suddenly He's made a way. Suddenly, walls are going to come down. Suddenly, things are going to shift for you, and you're going to go, I, I can't do it right now. He's going to go, good, praise me, because I'm going to do it. When God does it, He shakes things up when His presence comes. That's the second thing. And then the third thing is this. When God comes and dwells in our, in, in our praises, and He's he scatters our enemies. He, he just goes to work. The Bible says this, Psalm 18, verse 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So shall I be saved from my enemies. God, when he comes into the room, enemies scatter. Things flee. You'll find that in this time that the enemy wants to come and he wants to put discouragement on you. He wants to put sickness on you. He wants to put a heaviness in your home. He wants to put contention in your marriage, in your family, in your relationships. He wants to put sickness and pain in your body. He wants to put fear and anxiety in your soul. But if we turn up the temperature of praise, if we create the atmosphere where God comes out and goes, oh, I like this. It's just like heaven. They created an atmosphere. When God gets there, He scatters enemies. Things go. God arises and our enemies are scattered. The Bible tells us that he, he surrounds us with songs of deliverance. I'm going to pray that as you make the choice to praise God. Maybe you need to go for a drive in the car and sing at the top of your lungs. Maybe you need to get in the car and, and shout the shout of praise. And it's a sacrifice. It doesn't come naturally. It's not because everything's good. It's because God is good. He is good and He deserves your praise. I want to pray for us right now. Even as I'm speaking right now, I believe that God is setting people free. Would you close your eyes? Father, even as we're declaring your goodness, that's praise. Even as I'm declaring how good you are, that's praise. And I pray that in every home, Every person watching right now, the atmosphere of heaven will fill their room right now. Lord, I'm praying that sickness will go in Jesus' name. Fear will shift in the name of Jesus. That anxiety will break off. 
The discouragement and heaviness and depression will leave now as Jesus comes into their room. Lord, I pray that it won't be just a moment on Sunday, but a whole week will be filled with the presence of God. Our homes will be a dwelling place. Our hearts will be a place where your glory dwells. Touch every person. We make our homes a place of praise and we attract the atmosphere of God. Come on. Come on, I know you're going to praise him a little bit. You're going to find that C3 Powerhouse uh, playlist on Spotify and get rolling with it. Church, so proud of you, love you, and I'm believing that as you speak the language of faith, the atmosphere of heaven is going to fill your home. God bless you.